Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, Nick McDaniel, and as always, I am joined by Mud Byron. If you hear voices in your head, chances are you're not Randy Orton. You're listening to the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. And where can you find us, Nick? Well, we're a little bit of everywhere, right? We're, I mean, that's what we tell everybody, dude. If you're if you're a podcast listener, we're on all the podcast platforms. YouTube's the new, you know, kind of the home of choice. Uh, if you like watching the video and with all the little cool things, like you'll even get what that, that cool little intro was. Uh, it makes more sense if you can see the video, right? Yes. Um, but if you'd like to be a little more on the exclusive side, you can always check us out over at patreon.com forward slash tapped out pod. Get the show as early as like basically as soon as we record it. I try to upload it immediately for all the listeners over there. Uh, the people who watch and listen, we, uh, you know, Hey, look, it's, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, it keeps us going. You know, that any little bit helps, as we like to say. Yes. Uh, so again, if you if, if you if you if you like the show and you want to support us, help us out. Patreon.com forward slash Tapped Out Pod. Uh, you know, amongst other things, dude, you could always hey, there there's sponsors on the show. You know, there, there's all kinds of stuff to in cool ways buy t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. You yep. know at the store, all kinds of stuff. But anywhere that we greatly appreciate anybody who supports us and helps us keep this thing rolling every mm-hmm. single week, man. Yep. Hey, before we get started, uh, we were trying to figure out where we were going to put this. And I figured, hell, he's our boy, so I'm going to put it right at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. AEW debut. And it should be in the TV talk, but hell, it supersedes that. It's bigger than that does. Steel City Brawler, man, makes yes. his debut on AEW, right? Yes, Yes, in the Steel City. In the Steel City. Yeah. Man, I'm so proud of Dylan. I, I you gotta respect somebody who had a dream and did what it took to make it work. Awesome. It's yeah. so so great, man. Um and you know what? I may I'm I'm gonna come back to this full circle when we're talking about our last question. I'm gonna tie that in, but kudos and nothing but love for that guy. Uh, you know, he's awesome and, uh, we're proud of him. It was cool. Uh, of all the things, like I don't ever watch and I'm honest, I don't watch dark as far as like, especially like live, like right when it comes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made a point, we turned it on, we watched it cause you know, the wife wanted to see, you know, to see Dylan Russell, you know, there as well. So she, she's super proud of that kid too. And so we turned it on and like, just, you know, we watched that match and I was like, all right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I turned, you know, but yeah, so kudos, man. But hey, it wasn't the only stuff on TV this week, man. No, no. Uh, I mean, obviously there was a huge, uh, you know, thing this week um, over in WWE world. Um, Like the whole Orton thing this week just kind of took a life of itself. The whole 20th, you know, anniversary of him debuting everything, man. Um, But like that was some cool stuff. Yes, it was. Um, Matt Riddle is so good at that. Matt Riddle made that entertaining. Cody came down oh my god you had cody seth got in the ring you know they're gonna have that big eight-man match coming up but before that happened you know and randy talked i got emotional and i never thought randy orton would be able to make me have an emotion you know he's never been that guy to me and all of a sudden it was and we're going to talk about that later on in the show yeah what i saw for that significance but Man, Randy, you said you're having the best time ever, and I believe it. Well, what, I mean, look, it's here's the thing. It's it's our favorite Randy Orton era right now. Yeah. You know, mine too. I yeah. mean, you know, think about four years ago, like literally the chop, chocolate dip cone 
phrase that was coined by, you yeah. know, our buddy Nathan up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, but he's just clicked. I mean, and I think here's the thing. I don't think it's and more of an indictment on him. It might be more <laughs> indictment on me that like he was so good and so smooth that maybe I just underappreciated it. Ah, uh, maybe, but he is, he is the, the prime of his career right now at the prime. I could not be more impressed with what he's doing. Yeah. And they're, they're gaining this momentum, him and Matt Riddle, this RK bro, they're on roll. Of course, you know, that, that I always joked with somebody the other night. I was kind of like, well, that clearly means they're probably going to lose, you know, and the yes, Usos unify the, the, the unify the titles at the, at backlash. So. That's, that's just kind sucks. of what happens, but I, you know, then they then they get the challenge for him. Then, and we still don't know what the whole unification plan is. You know, what are they going to do with that? Where it's going? You know, how long that's going to last? So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully they got some long term plans. Uh, but that's not the only other big thing. Yeah. Uh, this past week on SmackDown, we learned that hey, Rousey and Charlotte's going to be an I Quit match now. <laughs> you know. Fans obviously could say, hey, we saw this coming a mile away, right? With all of the, you know, I'm going to make you tap and I'm going to, you know. By the way, here's the crazy thing. This is one one of those obvious things of just because you saw it coming, you know, like doesn't make it less impactful. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just made sense. It was the development Mm -hmm. and the evolution of the story that it makes sense that these two are going to have this match, right? Yeah, it's it's classic. I love what they're doing. Uh, I quit match, brutal match. Uh, signing the contract with uh, Gulak in the, in the armbar. Uh, f- right, you got to follow killing. up Gulak in an armbar since he was in the figure eight the week before, right? Exactly, exactly. And a kendo stick under the table. Ooh. By the way, oh, they were, but they're burying Gulak. That's a whole other topic in itself, right? He's That's on what... television. He's on television. Network television, not Cable television. It's the most he's been on big time TV in back to back weeks and God knows how long, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't, I don't see anything on his social media saying I hate being buried as an yeah. official. No, like just a guy's happy to have a job. I bet. Yeah, I mean, right now I'll tell you somebody who's back. We're happy's back as Oscar returns on Raw. Um, look, Thank you God. can. I, and I, here's what's crazy: we want Oscar back. We want Oscar. They bring her back. They put her in a feud with Becky Lynch. By the way, arguably. Mm-hmm. We could go back and forth about whether she's the top heel or baby face because people want to love Becky, but she's a heel, so they don't really get the reaction necessarily that people that maybe they want. Uh, yeah. My thing is, she's still a top person, period. Yeah. You know, top person on the roster. Uh, but at the same time, Asuka comes back and jumps right into the mix, and then people are complaining about like, oh, I don't really like. <laughs> I'm like you know, but hey, Oscar's back. She's in. A, she's going to be in a, a very main, you know, sh- main vocal, you know, story arc. Yes, and that's that's only fitting for the woman that uh, got the title when Becky had to step down when she was pregnant. Uh, Oscar is one of the most talented wrestlers they have, and I think it's going to be great. I, I yeah. look forward to this this whole run. Yeah, um, this isn't even on our notes, but I want you know, and we also, by the way, on Raw, we got Ali. Mustafa yeah, Ali returns uh, after basically asking for his release. Didn't get it. They're not going to give it to him. Um, and, you know, and they threw him straight in there into a Miz story. And yeah. one of the, uh, you know, it's funny because he comes back and he beats the Miz. And then it, I, I didn't see anybody, you know, screaming they're burying the Miz because he lost to a guy who hadn't been on TV in months. 
Um, but my funny thing is, is uh, Bully Ray put out a tweet that was actually pretty funny. That Miz's level of heel and how he plays a heel is perfect. He loses, 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 but he's still one of the top heels in the company. Yeah. He, he's still going to come out. He's still going to shit talk, and he's still going to be at the top. Mm-hmm. So kind of goes to show you his place in the company, in my opinion. Yeah. And, oh, and by yeah. the way, Ciampa, not Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa, he's a one-name guy now, too. Um, he attacks Mustafa Ali, and so we clearly are getting full heel, you know, Ciampa on Raw. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, now I'm going to segue right into clearly he has to be joining Judgment Day with a yes. Priest and Edge at this point. That's what priest. we keep hearing. Why do you even become a wrestler with two names? Okay? If I wanted to be a wrestler, I would just start my name. I would pick a name, one word, maybe one syllable. And so, you know, Edge, Miz, those guys made it big. It's they the Miz, by the way. Huh? It's the Miz. The Miz. Okay. <laughs> well, <coughs> it's if it's gonna take your name, just pick one name. Already well, used to go listen, uh, people don't get like uh, Eric Bischoff had a whole segment on this, and I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole about it's it. Look, at first it didn't make sense, but when you really think about IP and <laughs> trademark protection and all that kind of stuff. It's just that. I mean, you're like, Austin Theory. Why is he Theory? Because, you know what? They're like, because he's always been Austin Theory. There are guys that, that have reached a level, and this is going to piss some people off. There are guys who, like AJ Styles, who've reached a level that you're like, okay, I can't not use yeah. his name. Yeah. Austin Theory, not that level. Walter, not that level to change his name. Oh, he's Many of them. And, and also Champa. Not at that level. Cheaper to print on a T-shirt. You only have to print one word instead of two. <laughs> I just mean from the sake of, you know, as far as like if they leave, you still own all that stuff. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a little bit easier. Um, but anyway, um, let's keep it rolling, man. Let's talk about, you know, like again, I hate the fact that we're always like that week because of our record cycle. Um, AEW announced a big New Japan Super Show last week. It was the greatest, thing, you know, announcement in the, in the history of our great sport. Um, and here's the thing. I feel horrible to say this because, okay, I preface with, I care. It does matter to me. When I ask the question, <laughs> but does anybody outside of the bubble really care? That's a tough one. I mean, because a lot of people don't know what New Japan is. We okay. we had this conversation last week, right? Like, this might happen. Yeah, it might happen. It's one of those things where Vince won't talk about these all these other promotions. The other promotions talk, AEW talks about other promotions. Impact talks about other promotions. They work together. It's a, it's a fusion type thing. I held Triple Manias this weekend and nobody's talking about it up here. That's something right there. That's a big deal. One of the biggest wrestling shows of the year anywhere. Um, but New Japan is, is for guys that are like graduate level wrestling fans. Not for your average person. Not for the kid in a Cena t-shirt. What did I say? Like, it's the, really, it's the niche within a niche within a niche yep. almost. Um, does uh, does DixieCon have an, another announcement for tonight? Probably. Okay. Um, but my thing is, look, we again, we, we, we discussed this a little bit last week because we kind of had heard this was probably going to be the rumor. Um, but it it all boils down to the fact of like, look, I, I appreciate without, with, with a passion, I appreciate serving your core audience. This announcement's not going to grow your audience. 
but it's going to really validate, you know, and make your 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 core happy. Mm. Yeah, so. it's like it's like AEW would be Publix. Yeah, where, where they focus on their base and take care of their base, and WWE Walmart, where you can get a little anything. Yeah, and you can probably get it cheaper. Probably. So, yeah. Um, but listen, now there is an aspect that this happened. Here's here's the, here's the first one that things like Nick had wrong, right? Jade Cargill was on Rampage, and look, in the past I've been critical. I thought at one point that I was like, dude, she is way too green to put that belt on. There's no reason she should have this on here. Rampage was one of the first times, and I and again, I mean, I'm who am I to judge, right? But it was the first time I think I watched on Friday and went, okay, she deserves to be in that spot. Or or she looked like she belonged. Maybe that's a better yes. word, not deserve. She looked like yeah. she belonged in that spot. You know. Well, that's that's one thing I've noticed about Cargill is for anything she lacks, she does not lack confidence and poise. She looks like a champion outside the ring. She portrays herself like a champion. Uh, she gets her ring work together, and I'm sure – Money with There's something else that I think is more important than that. What's it's that? not that she looks like a champion. Jade Cargill looks like a star. And to me, yes. that matters more. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, can, I can see that. Now, when it comes to the ring stuff, you know, Marina should probably had something to do with that. <laughs> Her opponent, you know, on Rampage probably had a lot to go around with that. Um, but that's just my take on it. Um, but I will tell you, there's a guy that we've been tooting his horn for a long time. I need oh, to go yeah. back into the archives and pull that interview out. Uh, cause it, it, that we've had, God, it's been a while that Lewis did back in the day with Josh Alexander. Oh yeah, man. So impact runs their big show this past weekend. And look, there's lots of good stuff. I mean, you, you talked about it, right? How I watched it? it. I did not get to see the whole show. I got a, a, a highlights replay reel and watched it last night and I tremendously enjoyed it. Um, I think if if you've not been paying attention to Impact, you've missed Moose's best work ever. By far, he's in phenomenal shape and doing great stuff. Uh, but Josh Alexander is amazing. Okay? He is a phenomenal talent. And they built a storyline. They made it about, they made it personal. The kid comes down to the ring with him. And then he takes the kid out, hands him over the barricade to his wife. And then the kid was back in the ring after the win. It was... So, let me get this straight, Myron. So, you had a guy who was one... It was a, he was a really good, great wrestler. Yes. But to make him stand apart, they gave him a really good storyline that emotionally got you invested into the storyline. And that's why we loved it so much. Yes. And that's, that's, that's the key to wrestling right there, folks. You know, is make someone interested... And once they turn it on, they can see how good you are in the ring. Once they turn the wrestling show on, they can learn about about your new gear or how you do your moves. But they gotta want to watch. If they don't love you, or they don't hate you, doesn't matter what you can do in the ring, because nobody gives a shit. Yep. That's simple. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, they'll but, just go watch boxing or MMA. Yeah. Well, if you are a fan of MMA, I know with the big UFC fights and all that stuff coming up, you know what you can do, Myron? What's that? You can win a little scratch on the side, man. All you got to do is make some predictions, prop picks, over at our friends at Prize Picks. You still working on this? It's two minutes to kickoff. 
Who do I pick? Two words, prize picks. It's so easy. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's just you against the number. Simply pick the over under on two or more players, and that's it. You can win up to 10 times your money in just one day. Join over 150,000 people who found a better way to play. Download the prize picks app today and get your first deposit match up to $100. That's right, man. Get you a little little scratch on the side, win you a little cash, uh, doing some picks. All you got to do, man, is take, pick you a couple props, man. Boom, lay down. And they do foot. I mean, football when football season's going. Obviously, the playoffs are going on in the NBA right now. Those are always fun. Baseball's firing up. UFC, golf, all kinds of stuff. And you know what? It, you know what will blow your mind, Myron? What's that? Little Counter Strike, <laughs> League of Legends. You can throw oh, in there too if you wild, if you man. get a little itch to you. And you want to bet on some stuff like that? Uh, I personally don't watch enough of that to understand it to keep up with it. But that's you know, if you do, that's kind of you know a good. I way wish to... I could place a bet on when this pollen's going to end because my eyes are itching, my nose is running, and <laughs> I'm going over. Like never. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm I'm developing problems I never knew I had. Exactly. But that's why I talked to my friend Lincoln from Staten, Nebraska, because he had a good question. What do you guys consider some of Randy Orton's best matches of all time? Now, you presented this to me, some answers, Nick, and I went over and watched some matches, and wow. This 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 man has been in some classics. Yeah. 20 years of classic matches. Oh. So, go with us. Tell us what you think are his best matches of all time, Nick. Uh, so, my choices were... Uh, WrestleMania 31, Seth Rollins uh, out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, just here's the crazy thing: it's it, there's a great story that I've heard uh, on somebody's podcast, and I, I'm sorry I'm drawing a blank. It might have been Austin's, to be honest with you. Um, years ago, uh, Seth Rollins talked about the story of trying to convince Randy to do that finish, that RKO out of the curb mm-hmm. stomp, which is still arguably one of the best RKOs ever. Um, and uh, it's one of those things that when those two were in the ring, you kind of had a feeling you were going to get something special. Yeah. And uh, they really delivered. Um, by the way, this is our list. You could send a list to tappedoutpod at gmail.com if you'd like. And, you know, we're not talking about fighting and arguing. These are, these are, like, these are my five favorite. So let's keep mm-hmm. that in perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Backlash 20, um, geez, 20, Jesus, 2007. Versus Cena versus Edge versus HBK. <laughs> Listen, I, again, it kind of goes back to what I said on the first one, right? If you put those four in the ring against each other, how are you going to have a bad match, right? No. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a, you know, um, you know, John, you know, Cena always seems to dominate, win these things or whatever. But uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the mesh that was the soup there. Uh, did really, really well, um, and uh, it's probably, some people argue it was the best main event in 2007 that they had, I mean, as far as, like, uh, all of their pay-per-views and stuff. It's, it's, it, it was a tough one to, to argue against. Uh, two more on my list, Myron. Uh, what's your take on the next one? I, I sent you the list, and I'm just curious, because mm-hmm. we've used this on our uh, ultimate WrestleMania card matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've used it and I've used it in separate years, believe it or not, doing mm-hmm. that list. It, that was uh, versus Daniel Bryan and Batista at Mania 30. Yep. Um, think about it, folks. Daniel Bryan 
in is developing into the person he is, the superhero. You've got Batista, who's kind of a, but he, you know you can't really, you can't be that Batista. You know he's he's well. He's, the problem was he was, popular. he was meant to come back and be a babyface, mm-hmm. but the fans wanted Brian so bad they turned on Batista, mm-hmm. essentially making him a heel. And Bautista was born, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that and was it. Yeah, a bad guy. Where'd you go get a bad guy for this match to make sure you've got a heel? You go to Orton, who's a phenomenal heel. Hated, easily hateable. That's that's Orton's main thing. Orton don't need a belt. He don't. A lot of times he don't need a storyline. This time period, they, you could just plug him in something, and he could be the heel, and people hate him automatically. And look, I'm the first to admit, like I said, I, we talked about it a little bit earlier about how we've slept on him and underappreciated him at times. Mm-hmm. And that's like, so, but one thing I think people don't realize at WrestleMania 21 versus The Undertaker, which is my next match, uh-huh. it's, I say it's when the streak began. I'm throwing up air quotes if you're listening on the podcast version, because yes, the streak had been going at that point. But it kind of really became a thing then. Yeah. Like the legend killer was, you know, coming. He was going to try to kill, the, you know, the legend of the streak. High things drama. like that. It, it's really when, in my opinion, when it became really a big deal. Like it started mm-hmm. becoming something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now listen, obviously, uh, Randy did not win. <laughs> he obviously, he did not break the streak at WrestleMania. But it also began like the elevation of that angle itself. Mm-hmm. Of Undertaker, you know, and the streak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what's crazy when you when you look at through some of these things at a lot of them. Like Randy doesn't always win, and still, it's one of his better matches of all times. He doesn't have to win if he's he he goes out there and makes. I hate to say he made the the streak legitimate, but you establish it as something that's going and continuing yeah. once you put it into a big spot like that. Right. Um, and then I think we both probably agree that yeah. at Backlash 2004 versus Mick Foley, uh, that's probably our favorite. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I didn't see the Randy Orton segment till last night. Um, I had heard he gave Mick Foley credit. and that was So when I saw this match, it was on your pick. I went back. I did not watch this match when it came out. This was at a time in my life I was not watching wrestling. My daughter had just been born. I was working 60 hours a week. I did not watch wrestling at the time. So going back and seeing this, Foley, one of my all-time favorites, uh, personal Mount Rushmore guy, brutal match. Your typical Cactus Jack, brutal match. He's the legend, and Randy becomes the legend killer. killer. This is what established Randy as the bad guy like the randy was so green nick did yeah. you see he only had a couple of tattoos he looked like a like and the king kept calling him a, a model kept talking <laughs> about how he could be a model he was so young yeah hair was cut like you know perfectly well this was the beginning of the legend killer like this, well i mean it wasn't quite the beginning but it's where it finally yeah. meant it like this was That's the what, guy that it made it actually mean something because he killed him he this is this is the this is one of those things that, that probably did foley in that match was brutal okay they no way they should have done some of that stuff 
Well, I mean, it's stuff we talk about now. Like you'll you, in the confines of the WWE, you wouldn't see this thing anymore. You would not see this. You would not yeah. see the tax. You wouldn't see the blood. You wouldn't see that uh, elbow drop off the stage onto where Randy was in a pile of stuff he'd been thrown on top of. Just the brutality of this match yeah. was shocking. The barbar baseball bats. You know, <laughs> the stuff. This is where, this is hardcore wrestling to me. This to me is the, where I, after anything more like gratuitous violence than this, gratuitously violent than this i lose interest in yeah this is my sweet spot yeah that's our choices man let us know uh you know at tapped out pod um you know on social media tapped out pod at gmail.com is the preferred thing um i screwed up the notes on the next one myron so i'm going to help you out it's actually going to jump down to trent from knoxville on the quick they're out of order but uh go ahead with the next question trent from knoxville do you guys agree with bully ray that john cena's record of 16 times Holds more weight than Ric Flair's. Holy shit. The most controversial question in wrestling or the most controversial question in sports entertainment. There, to me, is the difference. Okay. So I, I always like to get some numbers, so I did in the notes. I want to I start here because I'm going to answer that at the end, but I'm going to give numbers in the beginning. Okay. John Cena is a 16-time champion without dispute because it's in the record books. It was all on the WWE mm-hmm. easily viewed, easily to figure out from his. And that span was for 12 years. He won those championships from April of Oh five, I believe to like February of 2017. He's times 1300 days, 1309 days. Correct. Total okay. reign. Now here's the problem with Flair's argument. <laughs> Flair has been the world champion between 16 to 25 times, depending on who you ask, what titles you claim, and, you know, et cetera. Some of them are like, oh, he was stripped, and then he won it back, and then things like that. So it gets a little complicated. The WWE acknowledges the 16 time. Period. That's that's kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for over a 19-year period, he was champion for, and again, air quotes coming, 3,739 days. That is between NWA, WCW, and WWF titles. Mm. Peppered in with some God-only confusions in there. Um, Uh, I give you all of that number to answer it this way. Is John Cena's more recognizable, or uh, do they hold more weight than Ric Flair's? Um, Oh. Cause an aneurysm when you answer it like this, Myron. In the WWE universe, yes, John Cena's hold more weight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In pro wrestling, Ric Flair's do. That's yeah. You know, um, and it was if a- you go to North Carolina, and you're at say at Russellcade, where it's not a WWE show, and you're around people and wrestling fans. For the most part, you're going to have to answer Ric Flair. Okay? If you're down at uh, whatever they call the arena down there uh, in Atlanta at a WWE show, your answer has to be John Cena. John Cena probably made 
millions more, million times more money than Ric Flair. I'm going to put it to you like this, Myron. Bully Ray gave an analogy that made my head explode in my car. Okay. Who's the all-time hits leader in baseball? Pete Rose. That is incorrect. Ichiro. Do you know why? Why? When you combine his hits that he has in Japan with the hits he has in Major League Baseball, you fell right into the trap answer. I didn't say in MLB. I said in baseball. Who Whose title reign means more? John Cena's or Ric Flair's? Your answer in your head is Pete Rose. Like John Cena's would matter in, in the world of the WWE. Ichiro's hits matter per, like Ric Flair's would matter in the world of pro wrestling. If you can't see this, fans, I'm leaning back in my chair in shock. I'm trying to piece this all together. That was a was great having... analogy by Bully Ray. I will tell, oh. like, it was a great analogy. Yeah, I mean. It's in the world that matters most. That It's all perspective. If you ask the kid right now, if they had to guess who had more world championships than anybody, and I mean, when I mean kids, if you're not a diehard, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. You got to be, yes. Is Ric Flair, I think a lot of kids would probably tell you who's the best wrestler ever. They would either say Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair, probably. Yeah. If I'm guessing, hell, I. Ric Flair's my, Ric Flair to me, if you ask me who the greatest sure. wrestler of all time was, I'm going to answer Ric Flair every time. Uh, but he was a wrestler, not a sports entertainer, not a giant moneymaker. Uh, he guy. made tons of money. I mean, they, I give him that, but he spent it a lot too. But uh, it, it's it's a weird argument to debate. Uh, I mean, because you know, I sit there and argue with people that like, oh, was Bret Hart the best wrestler in the world? Was Shawn Michaels the best wrestler in the world? So you can have that debate. The de- you know, it's just whose record sixteen time, you know, championship reigns holds the most weight. And I'm like, well, in the WWE, it's John Cena's. Do you know why? You can watch every single one of John Cena's. Yes. Um, you can document it. In one place. It. Oh, no. And they could be verified by every... There's no disputing it. Ric Flair has disputable, like, oh, he lost it in Puerto Rico and won it back, or he didn't lose it in Puerto Rico, and he, he you know, he didn't win it... I mean, that kind of... That con- that confusion, it was a crazy thing. And I know a lot of people like to argue that, like, well, title, you know, changes are like a dime a dozen when it comes to the Cena era. And I'm like... But really, I mean, Ric Flair lost to Ronnie Garvin. I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, eh, eh. It was almost like any time they were ready to make a guy, they were, they were, it, it was a beginning. Now, in the early, early phases, not so much. But later on, it, it was kind of there too. So uh, um, that was just a food for thought. And the reason why that was even irrelevant, it came up because we've had this conversation in the past. Who's the man that should break that record? Or woman, for that matter. I think it's Randy Orton. Where is Orton's 14, right? Uh, 14, 15? Hell, I don't even know at this point. I think it's 14. But as, as Randy Orton pointed out, he will be in the WWE long after Roman Reigns is in Hollywood. Still doing his wrestling thing. So, think of it that way. So, he's got plenty of time. There ain't no rush. Well, and by the way... This to really blow your mind, 
I heard a conversation with uh on Busted Open. Charlotte versus Randy, both as champions to to both as like the like women's champion and the men's champion against each other in a, like a winner take all match. Because we've always said if Charlotte ever wrestled a man, it's got to be Randy, right? Yeah. If you ever want to question, here's the crazy part is, I speak of me, like three years ago, me personally, I underappreciated Randy Orton to the point that now I look back and want to kick myself because I sit there and find myself saying, who should break the Cena-Rick Flair record? Randy Orton. If Charlotte Flair wrestled one male, male wrestler, who should it be? It's freaking Randy Orton. Like, Randy Orton is the answer to how many... Who would have ever thunk RK Bro, like, if Randy Orton as a tag wrestler, would be one of his best stuff? Fucking Randy Orton. I never Orton. saw this. Yeah. I never saw this. Yeah. Um, and this might be the Taft Orton show. Uh, because... Uh, okay. Yeah. But I can't argue. Yeah. Speaking of other things we'd love to see, man, let's just keep it rolling, man. Head into our next question, Myron. Uh, the one from Chris from Manchester, England. This question is, what are your thoughts on the rumors that Tyson Fury might wrestle Drew McIntyre at the UK Premium Live event? Hell yeah. Big stadium, right? Huh? Big stadium. Big big stadium show. Guess what my answer was? Hell yeah. (laughs) Why not? That helped do it. Yeah. Listen, it's the perfect opportunity. They're going to have to sell tickets. Tyson Fury arguably is the greatest boxer in the world right now as far as the draw, attraction, you know, right now. He just won a pay-per-view uh, or, you know, had a big fight uh, that he, he successfully defended his title again. Uh, Six-round knockout, I believe. Um, it would get all kind of, So you're going to do your first event, you know, over in the U.K. It's in a stadium. You need to draw eyes. You're going to draw sports media attention like ESPN. All of those people will be focused on it. He's mentioned it. McIntyre's mentioned it. Um, And I always tell people, like, this is what WWE does. When you have a big show like this, this is exactly... Where where did he... He wrestled Crown Jewel at his last show against Braun Strowman. Like, this is what they do. Yeah, you got to just... They put on live events. They put on premium live events. I, I, they put on entertainment, Nick. They made they made WrestleMania one of the biggest entertainment shows of the year. Crossed over all over the internet. They can do that with this. I mean, how have they been back since that big Wembley show that everybody talks about? No, this is going to be their first like big like pay per view quote unquote show like premium live event over there. That's what I'm saying. Like they've got to do something to draw the eyes. Well, this is the that's the draw. That's your special. That's your special event. That's the one that you know. I, I'm not a boxing fan. I do not follow boxing, but boxing was all over my newsfeed because of Tyson Fury. Here's my thing, Myron. I don't even know that this happens. If I were booking it at SummerSlam, Tyson Fury's there to set up the match at this show because I think yeah. it's the following month. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe a month out. Hell, I can't remember the dates in my head. But, I mean, I think that's what you do. You have him at SummerSlam, which is your summer WrestleMania. You set up the match versus Drew. Because let's be blunt. I mean, look, we've heard things like, oh, Drew will get a title shot. Okay, if he's not going to fucking win, then why do it? This is bigger than a title shot. I think so. In the grand scheme of things, I completely agree. 
because a title shot would not legitimize Drew in the in the legitimate sporting media. Okay, the sports media would not recognize a title shot the same way they would recognize him in a big match with Tyson Fury in England. He'll be on the cover of every every sports page. This is big. Yeah, get it, get it, do it. And you know that's that's what I love about WWE. You can say people can bash on them all you want to. I love the fact that they can take something and make it a big effing deal. You know, that's what I love. Yeah, no, I'm 110 percent with you, man. That's it's 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 huge, huge, huge. And I think there's tons of money to be made. Um, but listen. If you're out there, there's other ways to make money. I know you got these guys, man. They do their thing. If you're gonna be, you know what you got. You know what I wish Drew McIntyre would do. What's that? He would like, take our advice, man. Head over to our friends, shave a little bit of that. Like I, I got so used to like the guys that are clean shaven that now, like when somebody like McIntyre comes out, you're like, shave it up. And if you get to, if you need to go downtown and shave up a little bit, Myron, clean the boys up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Check out our friends over at Manscaped. They'll help you take care of that stuff. Whoa. Personal foul. What the feezy? You can't use a beard trimmer below the 50-yard line. This is the Waterproof Lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. What's the difference? It's got new skin-safe technology to help reduce cuts and nicks. It's powerful. Get gentle. Just like me. Dog, I appreciate you. Hey, watch out. Uh, I'm not ticklish. Get yours at manscaped.com. That's right, man. Check out our friends over at Manscaped. Keep you all good and clean and shaven and stuff like that because it's it's almost summertime, man. Get you some oh, of those yeah. solutions. Get you some of that powder, well, the chafing powder. We don't, well, you know, it, when it's really hot and we're sitting down here in the basements in these, these chairs for extended periods of time recording the show, it pays off. Yeah, to have a have a nice clean shaven area that doesn't get as much like heat and hold that sweat in on you. Mm, yeah. Well, speaking of getting some heat, man, I was kind of surprised by this next question, man. <laughs> Brandon from Lincoln, Nebraska. What do you guys think of Kenny Omega trolling the internet wrestling community and saying he could win Wrestler of the Year if he returned in December? <laughs> well, you gotta get you. You've been out. You've been away how long now? He's been away for months now, man. You want to stay been... relevant? Pop this out here. Get people talking. Say something. Do something controversial. But is he wrong? No. We joked about this off air. I'm like, listen, old old Uncle Dave, he could probably convince them to still slap him a, uh, an award on there. He could still probably take one home. Um, but, listen, I'm obviously kidding, right? We, we get it. Um, but it... It, what I joke and say is he wrong. Pro wrestling has a a it's a track record history of uh, it's what have you done for me lately? Yep. So if Kenny came back in September and had a hell of a run from September to December, I guarantee you there are fans that would vote it that way. Oh, even God, if there yeah. was because we we've 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 talked about it in the past. We've seen wrestlers have a January through September that was off the charts. Somebody comes in in the end and wins and has like a shorter sampling size. Are we talking about Wrestling Observer Newsletter or are we talking about PWI? I'm just talking about awards in general across the board. Those Um, National Wrestling Awards are pretend. Okay? 
they have put that to who they want to have it. Sure. Okay. Dave loves Omega. He's Kenny's also been the, the PWI guy before. Chances are Omega's always going to be there, regardless of how much he works. So Yeah. So anyway, so I was he trolling? Probably. He was probably just keep like you said, keeping his his name relevant. And I don't mean like he's not relevant, but you know what I mean? Keeping himself in front of the in the eyes of the fans in general. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Okay. And our friend Dirk from Riverside, Connecticut. Uh love getting his questions. Um, I've watched QT the last few months and wonder why he wasn't featured more on AEW. Why do you think so? Uh, talking about our friend, QT Marshall. Friend of the show, but full disclaimer, you know, full disclaimer there. So, uh, I will praise and he will, if I, if he found out I praised, he'd probably shit on me for praising. <laughs> yes. Especially yes. on social media, especially on yes. Twitter. Um, yes. listen, I, I think he's being utilized very you? well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I, we we've kind of talked about it a lot. Like the problem is he's such a key instrumental piece behind the scenes that that are, those things aren't recognized by the masses. Like you don't see mm-hmm. it because it's not on TV as much. Um, but you know, he's obviously the stuff at the Nightmare Factory. Uh, he's a key, he's an integral part of that as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of those talent. Listen, let's think of it this way. You want my opinion? The reason why he's an MVP player. I don't know AEW how they fare, especially that early pandemic era stuff. No, when mm-hmm. they were doing it at the at the at the you know at the Nightmare Factory, uh, using a lot of those students, a lot of those things, uh, people that were through that system uh, to help basically put on a show. You know, if nothing else, he he's valuable because of his wife. Those people on television look so damn good. Because his wife helps them with their meal plans. They know what to eat. She's she's the master of that. She's basically transformed the independent wrestling scene in Georgia. Done a lots of good stuff. I agree, these man. People out. QT is another guy. If you've watched the documentary, if you've ever met him, this is what he set out to do. This is another person that's living his goals, living his dreams, making all his goals, doing what he set out to do. He said it, and I I admire that. I really admire that. Um, wonderful guy. Don't ever tell him I said that. Because uh, he's a heel. And, uh, and of all things, heel. by the way, it's it's so all of the contributions outside the ring, you know, behind the scenes, all that just stuff. Then when you need that performance in the ring, yeah, he can go do that too. Yeah. So. You know, like, that's why we said, like, you know, when you say, why is it be featured more? Uh, it's because, you know, most of his talents have been utilized in other areas. Uh, but here's, I'm going to make a bold prediction. And, you know, you know, I, it, I think that this, I think you're going to see more and more of QT Marshall on the screen. And, you know, being used... And I don't like used properly is not the word, you know, having those opportunities on the and proving everybody wrong along the way. Maybe, maybe that's phenomenal the talent. Yeah. Phenomenal right. talent can go out and do whatever you need him to do. Yeah. Um, so check him out, man. Uh, and if you're looking to check us out, man, make sure the first place you always go to patreon.com forward slash tapped out pod, um, you know, get the shirt early often you get it. Uh, you know, we're extra stuff that I'm throwing in there. Some of these daily mind dumps when my brain wants to explode in the morning, uh, I throw a little stuff out there. 
patreon.com forward slash tapped out pod. But if you're a podcast listener, uh, you know, like I said, we are on iHeartMedia, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, of course, you know, some of our favorites, Amazon Music, and pretty much any other platform that you're, you're listening to your podcast, we're there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, if you're on YouTube, but we love our people over at YouTube, make sure you are actually not just subscribing on YouTube. Turn your little bell on, click it, make sure you got your notifications turned on. So that way you get all your notifications when the show, when it kind of, you know, as soon yes. as we get it uploaded there, boom, you see it. You can start watching it immediately um, because, you know, you don't want to miss out because, man, it's nope. the, you know, we, we appreciate all of the support especially yes. since making the move over to YouTube. Uh, we've yes. been nothing but happy uh, with our new home there. So We have the best fans in the world, okay? Um, I, I can't go on about how much of a boost this doing this is to my ego. This is where I come to live out my dreams and, and deal with the way, way, just wash away the frustrations of daily life in, in yeah. the internet wrestling community and ran fans at shows. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, man. And like I said, if you're also, you know, look, you're looking to support the show to keep us going, make sure you're checking out all the sponsors in the show notes, uh, you know, whether it be on YouTube or on the podcast platforms, you know, we, it, anything you do to help us support, you know, support the show, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and you know, Hey, we'll keep rolling as long as you guys mm-hmm. are, you know, you're listening and you're buying and you're doing thing. We'll keep it going for you, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like the tapped out express. There you go. That's a tag team name now, the Tap yeah. Out Express. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was... Um, shits was and it? Giggles. Shits and Giggles, yeah. That's us, yes. Um, well, man, uh, that's all I have today. Uh, make sure, guys, you know, the reason why we say subscribe, the Indie Talk section will be recorded separately as uh, like the new format we've talked about, exclusive on Patreon and YouTube, not on the podcast platform. So all the reason in the world you should be, you know, on one mm-hmm. of those two platforms uh, mm-hmm. to make sure you catch that as well. So, uh Anyway, like I said, that's all I've got. You got anything else before we get out of here, man? Nope. That's good. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. Congratulations, Randy. 20 more years. Mm. Uh, Well, what's the old saying, brother? If I've got nothing and you've got nothing, what time is it? It's time to tap out.